welcome to episode 90 of the Switch Mania Playcast. It's the episode that we tackle mouth meat. Of course you would say that, Barry. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, it's true. And it was pretty hilarious that we got a, you know, JP's not available, of course, but he's like, I actually played the game. It's like, it's our game, JP. <laughs> of course you should have played it. Yeah, we were recording a little earlier than usual um, for the yeah. holiday weekend, so JP, unfortunately, uh, was not able to get out of his uh, daily work to be here, so he will be missed. Uh, but we can actually report that JP has been playing, as of last night, Robot Name Fight, and seems to be enjoying himself. <laughs> and, I mean, he's probably going to be tweeting 18 billion times while we record, because that's what he does. Uh, but I did make a conscious decision that... I am absolutely not going to be mailing the team members their challenge patch until I see proof of the challenge this time around. Because when it found out that JP hadn't done the challenge for Pigeon Dev, which is super easy, barely an inconvenience, um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna hold on to that till they earn it. <laughs> which is gonna be hilarious when he's like, well, I gotta show it off. I'm like, well, you need to play the game, brother. <laughs> And Barry's almost there, so. <laughs> well, I, ha- I haven't completed that challenge yet. I did not wow. get get lucky enough to do it, but I but I have played the game <laughs> and I've beaten the game. So you don't have to be lucky to get it. I mean, there's a way to get it early if you're lucky, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun one, and it's gonna be interesting to see the customers and how they find different ways to to do it because it's a multifaceted challenge. It's gonna be super fun. Um, yes. That's just for a robot named Fight. Demon Seer's another beast. That one is a character builder. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> Too funny. So you can blame JP, Barry. He'd be like, damn it, I need to get my patches. And JP ruined it. He... <laughs> damn it, JP! <laughs> so that being said, though, we did have an email blast go out for the week. And yes. we do have two weeks left before pre-orders are closing. And when we say closing, like, there won't be any copies available for pre-order um, or available for sale. Until so, we have them in hand. <laughs> until we have them in hand, and if we have any in hand. So, so if we sell out, we sell out. If we don't, they will go up when we have them in hand. So that's who you know. However, for the premium editions, when they go up, when we have them in hand, no slipcover. So... If you want that slipcover, that amazing slipcover, make sure to pre-order now. You got two weeks. And for the others, there's only a couple hundred of each available. Like that includes the retros for Robot Name Five Demons tier, and the awesome deluxes for Robot Name Five with the strategy guide that I'm currently working on, Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last strategy guide was how many pages? Was it like almost 200 pages or something? 200 something. Is something like that. Yeah, and that was four games. Um, we're at over 130 already just on Robot Name Fight. And so this is going to be a beast. And this is before I've fleshed out the um, the making of the physical and then the developer diary um, that Matt's going to do. Like, his interview is going to turn into something of a, a crazy beast. So, I mean, this could be also a large, large book. Um, I'm I'm currently doing the taking what 8-Bit Steve did and reworking and uh, making everything pop and make, you know, giving it a little bit of a shine and everything. 
uh, for the guide because he did a holistic layout of the entire thing because we can't go like stage by stage or level by level because there's over 4 billion combinations. Um, Now, I mean, if you've listened to Barry's interview with Matt, it's like 100. He said it was like 20 digits like digits, not like like billion, trillion, quadrillion, whatever that and those numbers are. Like that, because four billion was easier and it was catchier. So there's like infinite possibilities in this game. <laughs> I am noticing that, uh, like when doing, and we'll talk more about it. But like, mm-hmm. you'll start to see certain like stage layouts start to almost like repeat. Like oh, I've seen this stage, like this room before, but it was in a totally different area last time patterns yes and yeah we will absolutely jump through that and i mean we could either jump into the game or we could talk a little bit about switch um because we do have the game on the on the mind Um, whatever you'd like to do which would you prefer um let's see let's uh, let's jump into the the game of the episode real fast um that way those that came to hear us talk about robot name fight can get that and I mean, I'm heavily into the guide right now too, so it's it's going to be interesting. And I have a whole mentality, so this will be a strategy session as well, because I have a way <laughs> that I play the game now, and that's going to be what's going to make the uh, guide interesting. Is I'm going to work this into the um, the premium guide as well. So yeah, so let me set a... the wallpaper for this. The game of the episode, which everyone should be playing, is a robot named Fight. It launched April 26, 2018 on the Nintendo Switch eShop, uh, developed by Morningstar Game Studio. And uh, as, as Jeff said, listen to my interview with Matt, it, you'll get a lot of insight on the creation of this game. Uh, digitally published by HitSense and physically published by us. This is a 2D action-adventure Metroidvania roguelike uh, title and it is very, very much inspired by Super Metroid. And if that's mm-hmm. one of your favorite games, you you're doing yourself a disservice by not playing this one. And like it's kind of coined the term Rogavania, like that was <laughs> created based off of this game. Um, I would jokingly say when we when I first started getting into it, it's like Super Metroid with no energy tanks. But there However, are energy tanks. Mm, there are energy upgrades. Well, no, you, you got you got health. You get health upgrades, though. See, that's an upgrade. An energy tank means I take a full bar of life well, down true. and I get another full bar of life. And so the difference is, though, is that um, it's it's way different because there's certain ways that you can increase your energy even beyond what you get in Super Metroid. So very interesting game. Um, it's focused on exploration and item collection. And you take on the role of a lone robot tasked with stopping the entity known as the mega beast. It's freaking ridiculous. So Barry, we'll let you start since I've gotten probably the farthest out of yes. anybody. So, um, how far have you gotten? What have you seen? What have All you right. done? So I've, I've only beaten it once. Uh, oh. when I went through the first time I was going through and like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And I got into a room and it just annihilated me. And I was, <laughs> and the, one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of roguelikes is just the I don't like having to start over from scratch. Like I was like, oh, I lost all that progress. And I did, I felt defeated, so I did put the game down for a bit. And I was like, I was having fun, and that sucked. I didn't know about um, your little cheat, um, little trick. Uh, so of course, with my cheat too. Do you? Okay. Well, well, I didn't know about that, so I, I was like, ah. But I was like, you know what? 
I had fun. I'm going back into it. So I went back into it and took it a little slower. And I and there were times where I got really down like to one bar left. I was like, oh my God, I've got to play smart. I've got to play safe. And uh, I I was pleasantly surprised with the size of the map I got or the seed I got. And I don't, I don't know if they're all like around the same size, but it was a good size seed. And you know, I went around and I, I think I like 97% completion when I finally beat it. But when I beat it, it was like, I was insanely powerful. Like I couldn't <laughs> believe, like I had, I had, what was charged, your loadout, Barry? <laughs> I had charge shots. I had, my shots were all electric and they were all fire at the same time. I was shooting beams of equal power out of my head. So all I had to do was hold the charge button down and I was just constantly firing out of my head. My shots went through all barriers of the wall. So it just blew everything away. On top of that, anytime I got hit, it emitted a light blast, an electrical blast, and a poison cloud. <laughs> I had infinite jumps, so I could just literally fly through every stage. Infinite jumps? I've only gotten that once. Yeah, that got... helps when you're fighting the Mega Beast. You can just oh, yeah. float and avoid all the enemies. I floated the everything and just blew them away. Like it was so cool. But I was like, oh my god! Like, and and of course, every time I was jumping, I was doing like a spin, like a the spin attack. I was doing the spur the. Uh, like I was rolling, uh, it was just unbelievable how much I was, how much damage I was doing, and it didn't even matter. Like I was just running through enemies because even by running through enemies, if my shots didn't kill them, if someone hit me, all the explosions that happened after killed, and then I auto sucked in any hearts they dropped. So I was just like flying through the levels. It was awesome. I I really enjoyed that. Insane. There was one because I've like so I've um before we jump jump into detailed stories and strategy and stuff I've beaten the Mega Beast six times now, um and eventually you can go inside the Mega Beast and fight the core which is the true boss which was released as an update later, um and that's insane. <laughs> it is insane. You have like like boss rush modes and craziness that all come at you um and they fly at you with like super powered versions of the enemies um i had one though where i had a, a shot that was like eight times the size it was supposed to be and and i could fire through like you were talking about and then i could charge it up like a, a super charge beam and it would turn into larger than the size of the screen and wipe out everything <laughs> like what the hell um <laughs> My well, current one, because I told, uh, I was telling Perry before we recorded, like, I, I, I have a save where I'm playing now. Um, I have the head thing, which is the first time I got, like, you were talking about, you shoot out your head, too. Isn't that and so awesome? It shoots, shoots two shots. But then I also unlocked triple shot. So I got six yeah. shots going. Six. Well, well see, I, and, I had a And I got shot. the mega attack, so my stuff is eight times more powerful than it should be. So everything's See, I, crushed. I had a, I had a triple shot, but it was like a second. Like I had to push R and L, and it like used my energy, so I never used it. I just mm -hmm. used the default because my default was so powerful. This is a triple shot on the default. Oh, man. that's so amazing! <laughs> and it's all auto. It's like two, 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 two. It's like insane. And then I got a laser shot that I could use on the um as a, as a bonus thing. And what Barry's talking about is if you hit L or R, once you get new guns, it yep. uses up energy. Mega Man uh, style. And, and not your energy, but your, like, there's green life bar energy, and then there's yellow, like, weapon energy. And it uses your Mega Man style weapon energy. 
Um, and it's super intuitive, really cool. Um, you'll see, you'll see different doors that are locked by fire or electric. Like Barry said, he had fire and electric, but there's also other different pieces too. And that's typically how you're going to get it. Either you get it that modifies your bullet, your main bullet, or it goes into like, you get a fire gun and you got to switch over to the fire gun every time to unlock a fire door. Um, it's also super, especially going versus the meat bosses using fire, like destroys them in seconds. Yeah. Which is why I had no problem at all. Um, yeah. I also had like a, bu- a buzzsaw bonus weapon, um, which was used to open up some doors and uh, the multiple shots. And then I had a couple like special weapons that you could, uh, you can only get one and hold on to one that you use X for. And yeah. the first one I had just like I had a little satellite that was by me. I didn't really know what it did, but the second one and the last one I got did like this the circle around me of shots. So like if I yeah. really needed it, I pushed X and it blew everything away. It was incredible. But one thing I like that this game does because it's a roguelike and it's it's meant to be played multiple times, as Jeff said. Uh, yeah. As you do achievements you unlock things for future runs that will appear. So when yep. you get every teleporter, when you complete completely see every room in a map, when you beat the mega beast, when you beat you know all the bosses, like stuff like that, when you when you've k- killed a thousand enemies or whatever, you unlock new things that will now appear on next runs. So as and you play, also not just stuff. an appear, um, but also think about um the shrines which is one of my first strategies um it will unlock it at the shrines so the first thing is those that are getting our premium guide will have this at their fingertips or you can google it and look up on multiple wikipedias have the list of shrine payouts saved because so if you get to zurian or hephaestus or whoever you get to you go there and go all right so if i give them X amount of chips, so you get these little, like, energy chips, plus these scraps that you find. There's red, blue, and green. And a combination of those will unlock things. So you can unlock the thing that makes your weapon big, or the mega attack, or... And you randomly come across these guys each time differently on every map layout. So it'll be random who you come across. And so then knowing, oh, this guy... and. Back in the day, we wouldn't have the internet. You'd have to figure out what they all have by trial and error. Fortunately, we can look there. Be cognizant the Wikipedias are wrong because there's been updates to the game. So not everything is perfect. Also, if it says, oh, it gives you a mega attack or something, if it says two different things, it could be one or the other, and there's a percentage that it'll drop. But if you haven't unlocked it, as Barry's saying, like beating the game a certain amount of times or doing things, it you also won't get it. So... For example, you'll get like a mega energy or mega attack or mega defense or mega speed, actually, um, by beating the game multiple times. That won't unlock to buy at the shrine until you unlock it. So it's super rewarding, though. Um, And I found the more I've played it, the more I've unlocked, the more I've beaten it, the more enjoyable it gets. And that's where it becomes interesting. There's this one helm that you get that changes your energy into the the upgrade chips. So like every time you get hit, you're up you have no health now and your upgrade chips go lower and lower. That so sucks. It sounds like it does. However, if you just do a, you find a couple area sections where you could grind some chips, you have 99 hits, which is insane. That's true. Uh, and so and later on you're already super powerful, um you literally don't need the <laughs> the chips anymore. 
Um, and so it's it's really interesting. I got it. It's it's what they call online what the hipsters say true OP overpowered. You get overpowered using that. Um, and that's an upgrade that you can get at a shrine too. So you can predict when you when you unlock that if you want to. Now. Yeah. That is interesting, though, right? Yeah, those, those shrines actually confused me at first because I was like, I don't know what to do. And it, usually in in games, when it's like, oh, you know, how much money do you want to throw in? I'm like, I don't know, just one or whatever, you know. So I did one, and the, the guy was like, this displeases me, and like he did like some bad shit to me. I'm like, wait, what? No, yeah, I was like, well, hold on, I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah, I'll give you thirty. It's like you please me, you'll have this. But I've noticed a lot of the stuff that I got was like temporary upgrades. I'm like, guys, ah, temporary upgrade yep. doesn't really do much for me. I like permanent if you, stuff. If you do just chips, it's a temporary upgrade. If you do like seven, fourteen, twenty-one is the typical, but some of the different shrines have different ones. But like, if you do seven plus a blue or a green or a red, it'll give you a permanent upgrade. Um, to something, and if you do like usually like twenty one is like a super good one. I'll and thirty chips. <laughs> like here, have fun. Yeah, um, but it's, if it's thirty plus a color, if you do like a certain amount plus all three, it does something like super random overpowered, which is really cool too. Um, but I typically only go for the single chip upgrades, and I look at a at a thing. London, I'm on the podcast. Hmm? Grab it. London yeah. has to grab her laptop so she can play Minecraft. Of course. No, you can't get between a child and her Minecraft. Get the door behind you. Thank you. Love you. The uh <laughs> yeah, the I like I like all those things, especially the shops. Because I was using those chips mainly for the shops to buy you know different upgrades. And it was when I cleared out one of the shops and the guy just kept talking to me afterwards. He was like, Oh yeah, thank you. Here's some story. Da, da, da. I'm like, are you just gonna keep saying this until I back out? Like <laughs> this is yes, interesting. He, he just kept talking. I was like reading and reading and reading. I'm like, all right, I think I'm done here. I'm gonna go on. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's the main thing though, those shrines, that's the secret to to getting maximum enjoyment out of the game. Um also so we were talking about the little um, little cheat, which was literally because you're on the switch, you can hit the home menu and exit out of the game before you fully die. Um, I did notice after I beat the core for the first time, though, that it doesn't work as well. Really? So now, but it could be that I haven't went down the entire gamut of how the cheat works, which I'm going to do before we put out the guide. But like, I didn't do any. So the last two times, I finally unlocked the crystal caves. Um, the crystal caves are amazing, by the way, but there's new enemies in there and they destroyed me. But, um, it's interesting because like, I didn't do any save points and I didn't pause and do a save and quit at all. So there was no like save point, but it would like start me over, but it did still save the achievement. So I'm not sure if maybe there's some, something in the programming to where once you beat the core, that glitch no longer works. And maybe he did it intentional, which would be really insane. Maybe. Yeah, I did go into the... There was, like, two save rooms that I, I went to. So, those are... If you die, you get to actually continue? Or is it more like, if you just quit, you get to continue? So, how it was working for me is, like, so if I was about to die or whatever, I would just hit the home menu real quick, exit out of the entire program, just press the X button in the switch menu, and when it reloaded, it reloaded the screen before it, before I died. Like, that screen at the beginning, with whatever health I had. Um, now since I've done, I've tried it like the last two and I was getting mauled cause I had some pretty bad loadouts. Um, it did not do that for me. Now this current one that I'm doing, 
um because i finally did my goal so I, my goal was i unlocked uh, some of the i unlocked the mega map finally oh nice uh, and it's found <clears throat> unlocked by discovering all the environments um and it's huge um but i i finally did that one but now i saved and quit this time um so it's interesting though so we'll see if that's it but so the funny thing is is we're talking about this we're only talking about for listeners normal mode did you know barry that there are like 10 modes in this game not not what you see there's 10 modes there's secret modes Oh, I did not know that. So, um, not only do you have normal mode, and then you have the new, with the newest update, the the uh, deathmatch, right? Yeah, Multiplayer deathmatch. Um, there's the mega map that I just talked about that you unlock by discovering all the environments in the game. There's a boss, boss rush mode unlocked by killing the 14 main bosses in the game in a normal mode. Um, and I have both of those. There's also exterminator mode. Um, that's unlocked by killing a total of 1,500 enemies. Um, in that, in that one, so the Mega Map, I'll, I'll backtrack, is an extended version that contains all seven main environments. So I'm noticing I'm going to be. You're talking about being super powered by the end of a normal mode. Imagine like having <laughs> double the amount of environments and upgrades. Like the upgrades are insane already, and I'm only in the second section of of environments. Like insanity already and this is i'm already shooting six bullets every time i shoot (laughs) like it's gonna be ridiculous um boss rush mode allows you to fight 10 random bosses and destroy the mega beast remnants um the interesting piece is with boss rush mode is that there are shrines and stuff and it's like tiered so it'll be like you go to one section it's like mega man where you'd fight the bosses in different rooms but there's like a central hub world and then after that there'll be some shrines and at the very beginning, there's some robots in the in the first one that I played, and so you still have your strategy of shrines and everything in this as well. And every boss you kill gives you a bunch of chips and stuff. Um, so there's a bunch of strategy to that. So it's a whole new game essentially. It could be its own game, honestly, and crush a lot of games on the eShop. Um, Exterminator mode: you proceed through each room, killing all the enemies, defeat two bosses contained in each environment, and destroy the Mega Beast remnants. Um, Boss Rush Mode has a special version of the Mega Beast, too. Like a blue version that's overpowered. Like, don't know about that one. Haven't gotten there yet. Now, I just talked about five different modes. Deathmatch is your classic. There are five other hidden modes that are only accessible via seeds. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, so one is Spooky Mode. Um, and the code is Skeleton War. No rest in peace. That's the code. <laughs> and it goes to spooky mode. There's mirror mode. Um, it's metal storm the night. V, 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 V. Interesting. Um, classic boss rush. I, and I don't, I haven't played any of these. I engage Ridley mother effer. It's actually his motherfucker. That's what the classic boss rush mode is. Uh, obviously taking inspiration from Metroid. Um, classic death match is James Bond Goldeneye one 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 one, and then classic Exterminator missing boy is a AC found dead. <laughs> missing boy wow. is a AC found dead, and that, so there's five other modes. So there's ten modes in this game. Ten different ways to play Robot Name Fight. Like 
insane. And I will that tell you, Boss, big this game. <laughs> and exactly. And Boss Rush mode's its own thing. Like, it is a whole new feel because it's like going through boss by boss without all the different levels. It's a brand new feel to the to the game. And it controls exactly like Super Metroid. Um, have you gotten the Sonic the Hedgehog power-up yet? No. So there's a power-up? like So you can get a dash power-up. You can get a slide power-up. Um, there's one that you literally... It gives you a spiky hair, and you press down and do the Sonic spin dash. <laughs> and then when you jump, it does like a razor blade kind of screw attack for like Metroid. Um, it's insane. There's um, apparently Rush the Dog in there. I haven't unlocked him yet, That you can get a Rush the Dog. Um, and you come across all these randomly, by the way. So some of them pop up. So things will come up in the game with loadouts. So you'll get a jump, like you'll get a double jump or a jump in a jetpack or Barry's infinite jump or the <laughs> VVVVV inverse gravity, which was extremely difficult to fit to, to play, especially when I got into the core, um, mega beast core. Oh my God. Um, cause you have to inverse gravity essentially. And it changes the controls. Um, so that's like the jump based mechanics. And there's a combination of, of multiple of those. There is all the different type of door types instead of like traditional missiles and things. You have explosive type, you have fire type, you have, um, electric type, and there's a few others. There's a new one that I have in this mega map that I'm doing that I haven't seen. And I'm like, I have all the different types and I can't open this door. I don't know how to, um, so that's going to be interesting. So there's the different shot types. Then you have your different loadouts. We haven't talked about vorbs and orbs at all yet. So outside of your shots that you have and outside of your different guns that you have, there's also orbs. And so the orbs can be like you get a shield orb. And when enemies attack you, the little shield guy will protect you every once in a while. Um, there's a shot orb, Barry, where it shoots an extra shot. Oh, that must be what the thing I must have that shield orb that was like circling around me. Yeah, well, there's a bunch. There's um, there's one that just shoots like a little pea shooter. There's another one that replicates your shot. So if you have a screen clearing one like I had, I ended up getting the orb for that, and I had two of them. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was friggin' insane. In the auto shoot, um, there's one that goes after and kills meat. So to like. That's one that I really like. Or I think it's like a it requires a red scrap and like fourteen or something of um and and one of the guy one of the bosses or one of the shrines. But anyways, he goes off and attacks on anything that's meat, and it'll kill it. Um and just like attacks on it and however many hits it takes, it'll take. Um which is interesting. There's some of them. There's mini shrine orbs. So it'll like do something like one will. Um, one of the guys gave me temporary or gave me permanent upgrades every time. So, but it, but it goes after the, um, the chips. So when the chips pop up, they like swarm to the chips and eat them real fast. Um, which makes it tough if you want to get chips for upgrades too, or if your life is chips, which was a pain. Um, but then they'll go there and like give you a permanent upgrade or shoot a blast, um, that like attacks everything and does it like every 10 chips or something. Um, that was one of them. Other ones do other different things. Um, so there, there's tons, and I've only seen a few. 
So it is super crazy. The orbs. I don't know how much you've like. You haven't really. You didn't really pay attention to the orbs. Um, I only got two. Um, I played through one. I guess that one just flew around, and I guess it was a shield orb. It really didn't seem to do much. And then the other one yeah. did a spiraling of uh, attacks. But you know what it was? It was like, all right, that's cool. And then I just didn't need to use it because I was already so powerful that yeah. I was blowing through everything. So what's the point of pushing an extra button? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's different, and it's crazy. Um, so as you're going around, there's all the pickups that we talked about. So you have your hearts, your energy, your scraps, and then the red, blue, and green. There's also a glitched scrap. So after you um, find the super secret area, um, you actually, there's a glitched scrap. There's also modules for that, too. So there's upgrade modules everywhere in the game. They're indicated on the map with an open circle. And that shows you that somewhere in that section of the map that you're on, you can find an upgrade. And you could get a health tank, um, which increases your maximum health by two points. You can find energy module that increases your energy bar by two points. Then, then there's also the really fun ones, which is there's damage, which increases how much damage you give. The attack module, which increases your rate of fire. There's the speed module, which increases your movement speed. The shot speed module, which increases your shot speed, which is different than your rate of fire. Super interesting. And then there's a glitch module, which will decrease one and increase two randomly. (laughs) And, And it's like insane, though. So you could sit there and get these damage module upgrades. And then there's op enemies so there'll be an enemy that say is gray instead of red and mm-hmm. when you kill it it gives you a random module upgrade too like a, a little smaller version of that and then you su- start getting like super super like uh, up like powerful like it's just insane and that's not to include the weapon upgrades this shot upgrades the orbs um there's also different items like there's a little arachnomorph by the way and you oh. can turn into a little, um, instead of like doing um, a morph ball, you turn into a little like arachnoid. Makes sense. <laughs> There's a bright shell that allows uh, dark rooms to illuminate. Yes, There's I did get that shell. one. There's a the dive shell thing. that you can dive underwater and it doesn't help you in water. Because actually, there's a, a sewers that unlock that have water sections. There's a heat shell where if you go to a really hot spot, like it'll prevent you from dying in those. Um, you got the infinite jump. Um, but there's also hover boots as well, which is different than the jetpack, <laughs> which is different than the power jump, which is different than the up dog, which is rush, <laughs> which is different than the Viridian shell, which is your VVVV Viridian shell, which flips up and down. Um, there is something else that I have not found yet, which is a phase shell, which you can phase through a tile. <laughs> there's a slide. There yeah, I got the slide. Is- yeah, the slide's fun. There's also the buzz saw, which is your Sonic. I got that. Yeah, it's your Sonic, the Hedgehog one. Oh no, what I got was the the saw weapon. Oh, the buzz saw shells. I'm talking about. There's oh, okay. tons. There's so um, many power ups. My God. Oh yeah, and so the interesting thing is, which I'm gonna have to figure out, is that um, Steve, when he created the guide, didn't put everything in or- in order. So, like, it's not orbs together and that stuff. So I'm going to actually have to categorize all the items a little bit better. Um, There's an orb that does an auto turret that automatically fires bolts. Um, The hunter killer was the one I was talking about that attacks nearby enemies. 
um, which is interesting. There's um, there, there's a ton I have not even found yet, which is really fun. Um, it's insane. Uh, there's a thief, so you should be careful of that one because it consumes 15 hearts energy or gray scrap to create upgrade modules and archaic scrap. So, like, insane stuff. Um, the health vorb, which creates health pickups, heart pickups, which is good. Um, but all the little ones are insane, and they consume scrap and create, like, different stuff, like the orbs and the vorbs. Um, tons of different bolts, like tons and tons of different bolts. I love the big bolt, though, because it makes your stuff larger. Um, have you have you seen the swell bolt yet, Barry? I have not. So it's when you shoot, your bolt increases in size the further it travels. Interesting. So, like, so I had the swell bolt on top of the giant bolt. <laughs> They got bigger and bigger. There's a homing bolt where it actually homes in on on characters. Um, and so you said you got the buzzsaw, yeah, the buzzsaw gun. So that's cool. I haven't gotten that one yet. And that's the thing I played through like tons and tons of times. There's a flamethrower, a hellfire cannon, a laser beam, a lightning gun, a machine gun, a phaser ring, a pulse MLG, a rail gun, a rocket launcher. Like like I'm just going over like I'm not picking everything. I'm choosing a few things. Um, it's, there's tons, there's tons of stuff. Pretty much um, every playthrough is going to be different. <laughs> yeah. When I mentioned mega damage, mega attack, mega damage, it's like, it gives you 2.5 points. Yeah. So like, instead of like 0.5, so it like greatly increases. Um, then there's the helms. So I mentioned there's the, the helm that changes your health to, um, or your, to scrap. That's called the artifice helm. Um, so essentially your scrap then is now your, your, um, health. health. There's an attractor one, which has everything come at you, like all of this stuff. So your pickup range is increased. You got the bolt helm. I love that. As a, a copy. Um, let's see. Some of the other ones that I thought were pretty cool was, um, there's one with like, there's some nanobots you can get. So there's a nanobot orb and then you can get a hive helm and it'll spawn like multiple. And it creates these orbs that float around you like tons and tons of orbs that attack everything <laughs> like insane stuff, man. Like it is, this game is crazy, crazy. There's the shells, which is all of your different, um, different shells that you can put on you, like your costumes, essentially, um, there are boots that you can unlock, all the different boots. So prevent knockback, for example, is a deadlock boot. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> There's maps. You can unlock the zone maps that you can get. Um, most of those are you purchase. Um, there's tons and tons and tons of things. There's different keys that you can get, um, which the keys are, are typically done in, in um, a different, like a, the glitch area. Um, that's the, the keys that you can get. And then there are also different like permanent upgrades like that are insane. Like, have you gotten any of the um, the bonus items? Which ones are the bonus items? So you can get an energy axe where if you press X, it shows it shoots out an axe like Castlevania. Oh no, I did not. Yeah, it hurls an axe. There's a an ETH chip um, that will take your if all the yellow energy and convert it to health on the screen or HTS chip, which will take the health and health to scrap chip and it'll change it to scraps. Um, when you press X, 
There's um, <laughs> there's a celestial charge, which if you press X, you become invisible um, to enemies. Um, there are like and so there and, and when I say there's a ton, there's a nano swarm generator where you can do nanobots and and um and it all consumes energy. There's power shields, toxin clouds, wave bombs, <laughs> like dude, infinite, infinite stuff. Like there's over a hundred items and upgrades and and things for this game. Um, there's over hundreds of monsters that you come across too. Like the game is infinite, man. I don't know how this game didn't have physical before us. I really don't know the answer to that either. Um, seriously, this game is just it's it's like a whole new level of depth. Like, when you go into it, you're thinking, oh, this is just going to be like Super Metroid. Like, no, like, this is a, a different beast entirely. And the amount of replayability is is insane. Uh, you know, just, again, roguelikes are not my thing. I've said that enough times, but I like the way that each run will play so differently. And, like, that was one of the things when we did Hades, <clears throat> like, I got... It was one of the things where I was like being able to recoup some of my HP when I would attack. I loved that. And when I when I, when that run ended, I was devastated. I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm probably not going to get as far without that. Like that was such a big helping point for me. And yeah. uh, you know, and I didn't get it again the next run, but I wound up getting a little farther even without it. And I I didn't rely on it. And then when when I finally got it again, I was like, oh cool. Now I've I've developed my play style so much more, and I'm a better player. And now that I have this, I can utilize this ability that much more. So mm-hmm. it's the same with Robot Named Fight. And I love the fact that each of these things gives you your own unique layout. Like next time I play, I'm probably not going to get the Infinity Jump, which was an awesome well, thing. But I'll get something and else. It, and it only took you like two playthroughs to figure out. Like once you make it past, there's there's like a point in the, every playthrough where you become start to become super powerful and it's so satisfying and that's oh, yeah. what you need to do like everybody's playing and beginners need to get past that point where it's like okay and sometimes like it might take all the way to the end to to feel that way because your health is very small at the beginning um oh, yes. but it's like once you get to that point it's so satisfying and like so even the environments like barry's only you only been in once right so yeah, only once. you went through you went from the surface city at the beginning to the caves to the factory, to the buried city, and then you went made your way back to the beginning and fought the mega beast. Right. Um, now you'll have a random way of getting like you'll either start in surface city or the forest slums, and it's a whole forest, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you fight a whole new boss once you beat the game a certain amount of times. You'll unlock it, and then there's the coolant sewers that you'll unlock. Instead of the caves, you go to the coolant servers sewers. Um, I finally got to the um, the second area, the crystal caverns, uh, which is instead of the factory. And then you always go to the buried city at the end. Um, but interestingly, Mega Map to me is like the equivalent of the size of a Super Metroid. Um, you have all seven areas that I mentioned, and you play all of them. And they're all intertwined and interconnected. All all of those areas. And then the Mega Beast. And then there's still the bonus eighth area. The Forbidden Palace. That is the super secret one. And you have to find how to access it. 
Um, there are ways. To, there is six different ways to unlock it. So there are six different ways. Um, one way um, is after you're already in there, it, it actually creates a way for you to get into it on every every run. Um, but it's super hard. Like once you get to that area, it's it's insanely difficult. It's really fun though. Um, but I would recommend making sure if you figure out how to get there, um, go there powered up. <laughs> because you're gonna need it. <laughs> Don't go there at the very beginning. Um, there also are ways uh, for speedrunners that I've seen too, where um, you can do the Super Metroid wall jump. I don't know if you've ever been able to do that in Super Metroid. I, I, when you have to, when you get Super Metroid, you get like you're at the bottom of this this tunnel, and you have to go all the way up like as well. And that was my only part in Super Metroid that I absolutely hated because that wall jump was so annoying to pull off. Yeah. Well, you you can do it in the game. It's not mandatory anywhere, but you can do it, and you can actually get to the Mega Beast in certain really? playthroughs. If it's not blocked by a special weapon, like, say, if there's an electric door, you won't be able to get there, but if it's just a a, tower, a, a thing that you need to jump up to, I've gotten to the Mega Beast right at the beginning just by doing the wall jump, and it's the same as Super Metroid, but I found that using the analog stick is easier than the D-pad classic style. The D-pad style feels exactly like Super Metroid, but the analog stick, I can pull it off almost every other time. And so, how did you do against the Mega Beast going early? Oh, it cr- crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was terrible. Um, but um, I only tried it once, and after that, I'm like, no. I, I am not a speedrunner. I enjoy just going through, and um, once you go inside the Mega Beast Gusts anyways, like, it's not the one you want. <laughs> it's not the one you want. You want to make sure. Um, yeah. And so, it is super crazy, though, man. Like, this game is the one you want. If there's any game from Premium that you need to get, like, this is what I call a 10 out of 10 game. Like, it is flawless. I also don't like a majority of roguelikes just because of the lack of progression. The thing is that you get so overpowered that it's like, even if I end up dying, I'm like, damn, I died. And then it's like, the next time, it's like super satisfying. I don't know yeah. how he did it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to go with that too. I mean, this this game, when it was first talked about and it was like oh yeah you know we we got a robot named fight and i was like what's that and you you said to me you haven't heard of this game i said no i said you gotta try this so i tried it and i was like oh my god this game is so good how is this not a physical yet and it's true this game is one of those that i feel if you are a fan of metroidvania now if you don't like super metroid you don't like metroid you this game may not be the one for you but if you enjoy that style of gameplay, you're doing yourself a disservice by not playing this game. And you say it's like Super Metro. The jump is exactly the same oh, type yeah. of jump and weight to it, which also means, you know, Super Metroid Samus had a, a, a beefier jump. It's a robot. And this is a robot. She was a bounty hunter in a big suit. So that being said, like a lot of the newer Metroidvanias are really, really fast mobility and everything versus this is the classic style. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to have this on my shelf when 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 it ships out because oh, this game deserves it, and I, I'm really I really like fight now. Like it's so cool. 
It's ridiculous. And I mean, once you start seeing all the other enemies as well, like the, the bosses, they're so cool. Like, and I haven't, I've only seen some of them one time and there's some of them are super challenging. I still haven't seen the blue mega beast though. Cause the blue mega beast is insane. Well, that's, that's something too. You won't see every boss, every run either. So by the way, that is a, wikipedia name because we're gonna we're gonna have the official name of whatever whatever matt calls it because it's for the new boss rush mode um and they're calling it blue from dragon ball super (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know but it's like imagine the mega beast but with two mega beasts oh my god (laughs) it looks insane like i have not gotten to it yet i want to just so i can get crushed oh yeah that I think that's, that's scary though is the screenshot that we have in the in the guide shows 18 minutes like you got to the blue mega beast in 18 minutes on bossers mode like what the heck well some people are really good and that's just it that's another facet to this game so um for people wondering about length because i should just mention that like for me it took like in around an hour a little more than an hour to mm-hmm. completely beat it i explored everywhere in the map of my seed that i was given and uh I think I got 97%. I think I might have missed one power-up. <clears throat> but I had a blast doing it. So you can really sit down and play. Uh, you don't need a long amount of time. But if you are a speedrunner, if that's your niche, this game is great for it because it does give you that timer at the top. So you're always seeing your time if you want to see it. And uh, it's designed. There's a whole speedrunning community around this game. So well, and that's another so one to play. Barry got to it about an hour but then after you beat the game a few times, it unlocks the extra ending to beat the game, and it actually takes another 15, 20 minutes, too. We're not all as powerful as you are, Jeff. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, you just got to put in some time. <laughs> You'll get there because you, you beat the game on your second time playing it. So Yeah. So it's not – yeah, you you have it in you. You have the power. Um, I love Metroidvanias. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. Like a roguelike Metroidvania, I'm I'm down, and I don't think anybody's gonna be able to do it as good as this because it's just so good. My my only thing is if you could start up the next seed, like when you beat it, you could start up with all the power ups you previously had. Like if I could start up again, brand new seed with yeah. the way I was, holy crap, would I be happy? I mean. That does sound like something that would make it ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's already kind of ridiculous. Well, let's... and here's the thing. I didn't know about the modes until doing the guide, the secret modes. Who knows? Matt might have some seeds out there, some secret seeds where it, like, gives you a power-up. Gives you like, everything. Like, gives you whatever. Like, they'd be like, all right, you can toggle this on and off in the seed. Like, we don't know, and he probably won't tell us. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's a seed out there that lives, literally starts you with every power-up in the game. Magic. Magic. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> there are no power-ups at all in the seed because you have them all at the start. <laughs> but I will say, though, to me so far, the way to play this is with Mega Map. Because Mega Map was one of those DLC things that they released. Um, all this is going to be on the cartridge, by the way. Um, but the mega map was something that has everything on it and it's so much, I mean, it's not going to, it's going to take double the time, if not longer, but you also get double the amount of power ups and double the amount of chips and everything else. So like, there's going to be a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm excited. Now the problem now is 
finding the time to go back and, and keep running these. But because it is smaller, like I said, like I'm yeah. probably going to start fitting this in in between gaming sessions. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do another run of, of Robot Name Fight. Literally, what I did last night, I just like powered it on, and then I died. I I mean, I did three C or three run seeds. Um, I died twice because I got to the first time ever getting to the the um crystal mines. And I, there's new enemies in each of these new sections, Barry, and they have different patterns, and they crushed me um, each time. So I have to learn, and the next time I learn. But then, I, because that was the first time I saw that area, and that was the last area I hadn't seen, it unlocked a mega map, and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing from now on. <laughs> and my power ups are so OP right now. I love let me use that term in the guide somewhere. Um, <laughs> it, it is though. It's so good, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun playing this. So I'm gonna play that a little bit more this weekend, and it's gonna be crazy. Um, well, I think I think people have gotten the message that we absolutely love this game, and I do want to take this time quickly to remind anyone listening that if you haven't gotten your pre-orders in, the mm-hmm. pre-order window closes July fifteenth. So a couple weeks from the airing wait. of this, yeah, a couple weeks from the wait. airing of this. Yep. You, you're two weeks. You absolutely need to get those orders in, especially if you want that slipcover. And after you experience the game, that slipcover is even better. Because it's like, you know how badass fight can be, and then you see fight on the slipcover, it's like, oh yeah, this shit's about to go down. Well, and, and my thing is, is that, you know, new listeners will, will likely not be in this category, but most of the listeners of the Playcast have already secured theirs, I know. Yes. Um, so we're, we're, what's going to happen, and mind you, this is all predictive, is that, you know, people are going to come around after it's already out, give it an hour, and they're going to be like, oh, I missed out, can I, can I get a copy of the game? They're like... Uh, maybe. And the answer really is going to be like Barry and I had distributors want to get all of the games. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, we have to wait till afterwards. So the thing is, is that maybe they won't. But if they go, hey, we have 200 left and they're like, I want all the retros. We're not going to have any in hand people. So like and. They've already indicated that they want to. So if you're like holding out, those that are listening, you're probably already good. But uh, those those uh, those guys, I, I feel bad because it's, they're only going to be able to find them at like stores. Because most of the distributors, they're actually distributing to local stores like game stores and stuff, which is to me is super cool. Like all day, like that's awesome. And it's just cool being able to see, like, you know, work with the developers and see how, like, stoked they are to get their games out and distributed. And then, like, with Series 1, watching everybody do the challenges and stuff. And we're about to go through that with the Robot Name Fight. That's going to be fun. I'm going to be super distracted. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't wait for the game to ship. People start doing these unboxings and then start going for this challenge and start posting about it because this you talk about like super blood hockey had a lot of discussion going around it this game can have way more <laughs> oh it's gonna be insane and i can't wait i can't wait obviously this isn't uh should we sign it because because we, we already did yeah <laughs> this one's signed and 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 as part of our series too so yeah this is not a should we sign it for sure this is a hurry up and get it before pre-orders close <laughs> yeah i mean and we can't stress it enough like um we're mentioning robot name fight specifically too because that's the the episode but demon's tears in the same boat everyone yes. so um 
Robot Name Fight, you also do have the um, Retro Fighter Edition, which has a different uh, slipcase, as well as a different, they have a different Retro Fighters Edition box. Um, those will also not be up for pre-order. We also haven't, we didn't ask them, um, but we don't know what their distribution plans or deals are with companies. So they may or may not have copies of Robot Name Fight in hand once we get them in. But they aren't, they're going to be like us. There will be no copies after the pre-order window until we get them in hand because we're, we're doing the open pre-order that shows us how many copies uh, we can order. Yep. So, so we want to make sure that everybody gets the, uh, their fair share of chance. Yep. Demon's Tier Plus does not have a different version. It's only only yeah. us. And we're only going to do that for certain titles um, if we have opportunities because, I mean, the Retrofires guys are really cool and we wanted to partner with them because they make some really awesome stuff and still trying to convince them to allow us to have some red cartridge, NES-style cartridges for specifically for Robot Name Fight. <laughs> that would be cool. That would um, be. Working on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we're working on some special, you know, the special secret um, bonus item that's going into deluxe. We we have a pretty good beat on that. We're still going to do a poll and see if anybody has any. See if there's like overwhelming support for something. But I got some cool ideas for stuff for that. Yeah, well, we do have that that bonus item. Uh, so we'll ha- probably have that poll up here probably after the pre-order window closes. Um, and I mean, we haven't met- mentioned you know the the bonus item that was in the premiums of Series One, and those aren't going away, people. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're the reason we're not talking about them, I and for those that do have it already and have opened it, uh, you know what it is. But uh, we're not doing it because this may be someone's first time getting a premium, and we want them or premium edition uh, from us, and we want them to be just as excited as you all were when you first opened it up. Exactly. And if people ask us online and be like, "Hey, is it any of stuff going to be there?" We're like, "Of course." We're just keeping it, you know off the website, off all the marketing, so that when somebody gets it, there's still that genuine surprise. And exactly. th- and then there's still going to be people that aren't going to be understanding or tracking the whole patch system, and then that'll still be a new surprise for them, and it'll be fun and cool. And that's like, it's interesting in the internet era, Barry, that we could still keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're being quiet about it, like we talked about in the Playcast. We... Hundreds, if not thousands, of unboxings and and different challenges, and people are showing it off. So it's not like it's. My, yeah. I I love the just the unboxings have been so wonderful, and I think still I I absolutely love when people talk in unboxings and they they explain what things are, and uh, comment on things because I I love commentary, but to me my favorite unboxing still is one that we had pretty recently. It was for Pigeon Dev. And it was for the retro edition, and they were just opening up, and they were silent, and you could tell they were just trying to be as silent as possible, uh, just just to show things off. And when they opened up that steel book, you just heard them go, "Oh, damn, that's nice." <laughs> it was like the only words in the whole thing. Like he couldn't stay silent anymore, and it was just so great because Erica's design is amazing, and that steel book came out so well, and uh, makes me really excited to see the robot named Fight steel book when that comes out. I mean, the design of the robot named Fight Steelbook on the oh, yeah. exterior looks amazing. And here's the thing is, is like, she hasn't told us. She doesn't talk to us, Barry, of what she's going to do in the interior. Oh, yeah, and no then idea when we see it, that. it'll be like with Pigeon Dev, where it's going to blow our minds. And it's going to be awesome. It's probably be the inner entrails of Meat Beast Gust or something crazy yeah. and gross. And no it's gonna idea. Be amazing. It's going to be amazing. 
Like, I can't wait. And super excited with all that. Um, on the book front, I did completely finish Switch Collector Volume 2, and it's with the editor. Um, old uh, Slacker Barry, six months after the deadline, got me his story finally, so that'll be going after. But um, everything but Barry's one page is with the editor right now and i'm going through and and giving it a shine as i check everything too what so like how i do it is the first round of editing i do second round of editing i have a professional editor do and then i'm going to go through and make those modifications and make last minute adjustments to every single page in the book and it's at 380 pages yeah that is a big book (laughs) yeah and so I'm going to be, as soon as I get the editing back, that'll be my, to finish that so I can get it to printing because uh, we need to get it shipped out before September because that was my deadline on myself for that, for Kickstarter. And then um, I will be finishing up the premium guide now. Like I'm doing, finish up the premium guide right now. And so then we'll be finishing that sucker up. And then I still have like two other books I need to, to finish that aren't near Kickstarter. And then I can start volume three. <laughs> volume three is going to take a while, man. It's going to take years. And then we'll be in year 27 of the Switch. I, I'm just mind-boggled that this is only half of year two. Uh, the the mm-hmm. Switch has just erupted. Just, that's just the term I have to use. It's erupted in terms of games. And and this E3, like, there, was, there was probably like 300 or so games announced for the Switch. Insane. <laughs> like, poor. I mean... We're adding to it, but we're going so slow that we'll be barely an inconvenience for collectors, which is how we want it. We want people to just join us and have fun getting a couple yeah. games at a time. But um, like, like some of the companies like Limited Run post 25 games and it's like, oh, wow, that's insane. That's like two games a month more. <laughs> and that's just Switch. <laughs> like, what the heck? You guys are crazy. Um but like and then there's all the other first party third party everybody everybody's doing cool stuff and here's the thing i love it i mean i'm i'm super happy it's going to be really fun to get all those different games and play them all and or not have time to play them all um, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i was heck in between robot name fight i was playing pga tour 2k 21 2k 21 that's what i was playing my wife's been playing on PS4, and I was playing. I started up the Switch version, and I'm starting in the the very early basics, like I'm a a Pogue golfer. So, yeah, won my first I was tournament. Surprised to see you playing that. Just did not strike me as a game you would be playing. I love golf games. I started with NES Open on the original NES, um, and literally this was just something to wet my whistle until I got Mario Golf in, and yes. I didn't go to the store to buy it. I just I, I'm waiting for it to ship in from Amazon. Um, I didn't get it immediately. Didn't pre-order it because um, I don't pre-order a lot of the stuff. I'll get it when I can. Um, some of the stuff sucks when it's limited, and I got to buy it later. Or like Ease Eight, which we had to find <laughs> like a different version. But I hope you have Ease Nine pre-ordered because that's about to come out. Um, I have not pre-ordered it yet, but I also haven't beaten Ease Eight. I probably should just get it on the website. You probably should pre-order that before it's another situation mm-hmm. where it gets way too expensive. And I know, and you know I already know I'm gonna love it. So yeah, it's, it's no that doubt. So no yeah. doubt. 
Speaking I've of, of so many games in, man, like I've gotten in like almost 20 games in the last like week and a half. It's I was going to say, speaking of, of Ease 9 and, and Falcom, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Did you see the 40th anniversary Falcom uh, Symphony that went on? No. Uh, a couple days ago on the June 25th, they did a concert. <clears throat> it aired at like one o'clock in the morning Eastern and I was awake. So, of course, I had to watch it because I love Falcom. Um, and you can absolutely watch it. And I recommend it. The music's beautiful. They play Ease and Legend of Heroes music. Uh, really, really good. But they announced not one, not two, not three, but four games coming to the Switch, as well as PS4 and okay. PC at the same time. They are doing the Crossbell Duology are coming to the States, which they're calling Trails from Zero. And Trails to Azor, which are the two Crossbell games that go alongside Cold Steel 1 and 2. Um, they're also doing the next game in the Trails series, which comes after Cold Steel 4, Trails into Revere. And another game, which is, uh, people aren't really sure if it's canon or not, but it's the Legend of Neyuda, Boundless Trails. And um, and all four will be done English, local, localized in 2022 and 2023. Um, but all to the Switch. So that's four more Falcom games coming. Uh-huh. I'm super happy about that. And what's really cool, from what I understand, is the Crossbell games have been fan-translated, and to save time, um, NIS America actually partnered with the company that did the fan translation to quickly look it over, make sure everything's up to their snuff, but use it as the official translation to cut costs to make sure that it gets out here in the West. And of course, these are fans that did it are overjoyed and beyond belief that they're partnering in their translations now going to become the official translation uh, for these titles. So I just looked up Ease 9 on the NIS store. It's already out of stock. Well, the collector's edition is out of stock. Mm-hmm. What about the just the retail release? I'm looking for... No, there's no retail release on their site. Uh, Look on Amazon. Yeah, I'm on Amazon now. I'm saying on the NIS store. Um, yeah, it looks like I can get it the packed edition yeah, for 60 bucks. That's what I have ordered because I, I got the collector's edition for PS4 and opened it. And for the Switch, I got the packed edition. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's there's a pre-order. So. Yeah, so I would grab that before because you know they're not going to be a big shipment of it, unfortunately. No, and I mean, the thing is, is that it'll be... It'll be fine. I'll do free shipping, of course, because I am patient. I don't need it day one. Um, yeah. Not not that I'm going to have time to play them. Uh, Ease uh, 9 I, is so good, too. I got to beat Ease 8 first. So. And I just paused because we got into playing games for the Playcast. And <laughs> I got obsessed with the robot name Fight, which I'm going to not stop playing until I finish this guide. So um, I'll eventually, Ease 8 sitting in my, uh, my queue. It's there. Um, and I will absolutely be playing it, but it's taking a backseat to Premium Edition. How about Cold Steel? You were working on that, too. Which one? Cold Trails? Steel. Trails oh, Steel. yeah. I mean, I mean, I might get that done by the time I'm 70. <laughs> Just the first one. <laughs> at, my, at my pace, like, I got Cold Steel 3, and I have it. I just don't have time to play it. 4 is on the Switch now, too. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't have that one yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing is, though, is that like I've made the mental because I mean, I'm a, just like Barry is too. Like I collect everything. 
collect all the consoles, all the games. Barry's huge into handhelds, but that's just the focus. He collects all the things. Don't let him fucking fool you. Um, <laughs> but but that being said, like I'm an old school NES gamer. Love that stuff. Love Super Nintendo. But I've made the mental decision that I'm focusing on Switch because it hits all the generations. I love the current generation of stuff that they do. Um, I like that they're bringing in some upgraded ports, and it's kind of limited on what comes in. So if we get a Doom or a Witcher 3, it's like focused, which I like. And then we get all the retro indie stuff. I love that stuff because I'm an old school gamer. It gives me nostalgia. So it's like it's like the best of all worlds on the Switch. And so for me, it's like I'm going to build my backlog. I'm creating a holistic games to get off of the um it's taking me just as long to write the damn book as it's going to take me to make my list of games that i want to buy that i don't own um <laughs> i'm getting there i think i'm in h or something going in alphabetical order but um but essentially i'm going to have a list of every game i need to own um including what's coming out and then i'm going to have what i have and that's what i'm going to be playing so once I retire, for example, um, it's going to be premium and that. And I'll have a lot more time when I'm not working 10 hours a day. That's definitely a, a good plan. See, I'm, I'm with you on the Switch. Between the Switch and the, the PS4 or slash 5, I guess you can say. Um, well, that's just for you. It's modern. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for for me, well, it's not. I play all genres too. I play retro and as well as. But modern. what I'm saying is, those like you're gonna upgrade with the modern consoles and play the oh, yeah. newest, latest, and greatest. Which as, as I'm long as it's... planning on sticking with Switch, and as long as it's backward compatible, future stuff. But I want to keep with this console because of the handheld ability. And you know what? Convenient. That's something that I don't use my Switch for handheld right now, but in the future, I have a feeling I'm going to use it for handheld more, and I'm going to wind up switching to, no pun intended, to playing more handheld and more on the Switch. Uh, then so on- I will um, tell you, I prefer to play it docked, oh, yeah. um, like you. I have my kiosk, so I played on that, but I mean, if I'm talking with Barry on the playcast for a couple hours and then I just want to go hang out with the family and I still, my wife wants the game or something just to hang out, I'll have the Switch there and I can play robot named fight or play anything in handheld mode and that's where it is or my daughter's like hey daddy i want you to come hang out with me while she's playing minecraft or something i'll be playing a game on the switch in her room so she doesn't have to come to me but if she comes to me and she's in the game room then i'm playing it in docked mode and that i like that flexibility um and you can play however you want and that's what's really cool and then if i leave and go for example um this last weekend my wife wanted to do a one day Disney trip, um, two different drive days too. But we went to Epcot last Saturday, just that day. Um, but we drove and stayed an extra day there and everything. But I had my Switch with, and I was able to play stuff. Absolutely, um, and that's awesome. And I don't have to bring the whole dock thing and figure out how to connect it to the TV at the uh, hotel or any of that stuff. Like I just have my Switch, and I actually barely had any time to play it because we also were drinking around the world and i don't drink ever so that <laughs> i don't drink too often because i'd like to be able to have brain power to work on guides in the morning and stuff <laughs> and i just get debilitated but um but being able to have a switch me with me for that so to me it's like this is gonna be my console um i'm gonna use my um odroid that i have which for all the retro systems that's another handheld like, yeah. I got everything in my fingertips. I don't have to have 
tons and tons of things everywhere. Um, eventually, and listeners, you get first dibs. Eventually, I'm going to be bulk listing some of my retro games that I'm not going to be have the time to play. Um, I got a lot of rare stuff. I mean, heck, I'm looking over at my boxed NES, which has less sealed games in it. It's like I need to go to WADA with those. Um, stuff like that, but eventually just to make space because no space Barry, that stuff's hitting me now and I don't have a whole two houses like Barry's going to have for that. I have a single room um, and a lot of my stuff is just in the garage and boxes and I feel like that's a disservice to the games. Um, yeah, honestly, that's, that's one of the reasons why I did a lot of my paring down is I had boxes from floor to ceiling of just collector's editions and I wasn't able to enjoy them because they were just there and I was having them to have them. And that's when I did my big purge where I sold probably about 30% of them and just bought the standard version of the game and the other 70%. The price difference wasn't that big. So I just I opened them and gutted them and, and put the games where they go and the CDs and the art books, etc. And uh, just made so much space and then all those that are like super expensive you know I'll, i still kept but it's it knocked it down you know to a very small number and even still i have other things in boxes that i'm trying to get shelves up so that i can get them out of boxes and then i, I can really see where i want to go and what direction i want and how much room i have but my main yeah. thing like a lot of people like they go for games and i have tons of games but now i'm kind of shifting a lot of my focus to display pieces to and i mean like 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 store displays but like consoles and and handhelds and stuff like i already have my handheld display but but now i'm switching to certain console pieces that i've always wanted and and that i want to put up on display and like one of them that i got um more recently i, I always wanted the panasonic q and uh which was the japanese gamecube that played dvd plus and uh also gamecube games and it was just one of those things where i always thought it was a cool system i remember when it came out and seeing it in magazines and i was like i always wanted that and so i'm like i'm gonna go get it and this way i'm gonna put it out and display and not keep it in a box put it out and display and you know make yep. a nice little display piece for it with a little card and explaining what it is because i i love that aspect of teaching the history of video games in just in general and and i have walls of games like many people do and and i do love that as it's like a library i could pick whatever i want to play but i also love to be able to showcase some pieces that a lot of people don't know about you know like oh look there's a nintendo everyone knows pretty much knows what a nintendo is but do you know what this is and then i could teach about it and talk about it and it becomes conversation pieces and that's what i really love see that's cool and it's like a nostalgia too because you remembered certain aspects and that's honestly going to be the only stuff that i keep is going to be anything that i'm like nostalgic for like the nes games i had as a, as oh, a yeah. kid that i grew up with i'll have typically boxed which i already have most of them like i got dragon warrior back in the day of course i opened it and played it but i have a sealed copy now um stuff like that however why i mentioned wada is that stuff is insane right now and they're yes. like the million dollar man Ted DiBiase says everybody has a price and like if it's the right price like I will sell that and I don't need it sealed like I just want I have a copy of the game card only already I have a complete NES collection with Kyle at his place so it's like I don't need that these are just my nostalgic pieces that I have as a kid and I can look at them and I used to have them on my rental wall display which is now turned into my switch display so um it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to be 
paring down some stuff on the non-nostalgic pieces and like kind of focusing and honing and then I'll be holding on to a lot of stuff that's more historical too. So like a whole backlog of everything we've done with premium, for example, Um, that includes every (laughs) demo thing. And I've done that for all my books, all the art, everything I keep, I hold on to it all because I was involved in the history of making that stuff. And that's like 10 years worth of stuff that I have. So that's a lot of totes actually. Um, But to be the same thing with premium. Like I was, mentioning to Barry we were you know, doing stuff of different boxes and things like the retro boxes for example evolved a little from different creators and to what we currently have at the professional level so it'll be interesting to see like there should be less of those because we kind of honing in our process however like it'll be cool because I'm going to hold on to them all and figure out cool ways to, to display them later once we have a physical store or office or both. Or both. Who knows? Who knows, man? What are we playing for for next time? It's one of the because I think we have like JP's been on a, ta- a tear and he's given us a bunch of games to check out for if we want it to play them for a physical. Yes. Um. Has. Let me pull that up because I I know that there's six of them. We I know we're gonna pick a, pick one. I he picked one for us that he wants. He's. I think he specifically said he wants us to play it because I'm gonna be sick. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that's right. There was one that's gonna make Barry sick. Give him tummy tenders. Yes. Where I'm trying to find that. Yeah. Because all I have to do is press my home button, and it should start up my kiosk. And they're all on my main menu right now. So it's loading up right now while we're chatting. Um, and I'll I'll tell you what some one of the what the game is because i already know um oh here it is i found it it is called cyber cyber hook <laughs> yep so cyber. we'll play cyber hook and it might be a quick one where we talk more about premium or we talk about more about collection um for listeners let us know what you want to hear us talk about in regards to the switch because i know barry and i could talk collecting for a whole episode It'd be super easy um but like we focus a lot on premium, of course. But if you want more, you know, behind the curtain, we can go that route. Because um, Cyberhug, if it's going to make Barry sick, it means we're going to have a really short episode for the game. Um, I haven't even started <laughs> well, no, it up yet. You guys so. might be playing it fine. Well, I mean, start it up, and if it makes you sick, be like, hey, it made me sick. You guys are right. I didn't play it much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, and, I'm not going to put myself into. Bad, yeah. bad feelings for that. I mean, it looks retro. It looks really cool with that whole neon look to it. So I'll probably dig it. Um, whether it's cool enough for a physical, we'll find out. And we'll let uh, listeners also um, give us some feedback. The only feedback we typically get is they won't want the bonus Barry game. Yes. Damn. See? The Barry bonus game needs to be a thing. Either an original game or just find somebody who says you could just throw my game on there for free let's let's have some fun all i know is if we're doing a crazy premium game like a jp collector game a bonus berry game where she smites us with lightning from the cloud um (laughs) if that's physical only everyone like get us like like we'll take all the heat like super rare is gonna get for their (laughs) one line and we won't back down from that because i'll be like it's dumb like let's just make it dumb like it's cool I'll pay somebody, you know, whatever it costs to program it. It'll be soulless and, and ridiculous and only available on a physical. Um, ironically, um, nobody really, we never really talk about what our opinions are on it. 
but it doesn't really matter. I think it, it it is good to allow the developers to make as much money. That's goes without saying. However, all games were released like that back in the day before the internet. So yeah, eh. <laughs> like that's where I'm like, eh, if if the developer wants to release it like that, not I'm not talking about like Super Rare as a company. Yeah, they're they're there to sell the games and find cool games and make physical stuff. Um, we don't know, as we haven't had George on an episode yet, um, who runs Super Rare. If the, he just likes to collect like we do. I do know he likes games, but um, don't know if he's a, a hardcore collector or not. So, like, for us, it'd just be something that would be neat and cool to do. Um, but, like, if the developer wants to do it like that, then, I mean, people can be as crazy and negative as they want. And <laughs> I could be like, okay, well, that's what the developer wants to do. So, what's the real reason why you're mad? Because you can't pirate it later or you still will be able to because people dump every single cartridge eventually yeah like so what like eventually everything will be pirated and available and there'll be a simulated server so you can play stuff online and all that stuff so i'm not really worried about that i just am worried about being able to play it in the physical way the way that developers intend yeah, I'm I'm fine with with physical only. Uh, you said that's just the way we grew up was physical yeah, only. Exactly. Uh, I I still prefer my games physical. I know some people are like, but I have to get up and change the cartridge. Yeah, boohoo! My yeah. God, it's not that big of a deal. If uh, you traveled a lot, I could see it being a pain in the yeah. butt though, because like if I have to travel and then fill up my bag with a bunch of cartridges because I want to play, I'm going to be gone for a month and I gotta do that. Um. Okay, that is a bit of a pain in the butt. Fortunately, Switch cartridges are pretty small. Um, they, they all get lost, though. But um, yep. that, then it would be convenient to have some of your, your must-plays as a, as a download title. You do still have that option, by the way. You can still yeah. buy it again well, and support well, the developer twice. You, you do have that <laughs> unless it's physical only. Um, which yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, like, when the DS came out, I used to take all my games out of their cases and I put them in these little plastic uh carry cases that held four games they were sold in like all the ds starter packs and uh i had a big like ds tote i put the system in there and i would just throw all the games in there because i, I as a kid was a you know college student and i would travel around a bit and this way i had all my games with me wherever and i liked it you know it was a little bit disorganized like oh where's that one game i gotta find which little plastic cases had that game but i had all my games with me wherever i traveled and i was responsible i didn't lose them and then, you know, eventually I'm like, you know what? I, I have the games in one place and I have the cases in another place just sitting on a shelf. And eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm putting the games back in the cases. And now what I do, like even with the Switch, I have a travel case and I have my travel case allows me to take four games with me plus one in the system. So technically five. And that's fine. If I'm going away, I'm going for a weekend, I'm going even for a week. That's more than enough games for me to enjoy myself. And I'll take mm -hmm. the ones I want to play and I'll put them out and I'll take the cases and I'll actually turn them like horizontally on the shelf. So they stick out. So I know which games I took. And then wow. when I get back, I will immediately open it up and I'll be able to find those cases quickly. Cause they're horizontal, put the games back in. Um, and that's what I do. And it works. It works for me. I don't need you know all my it, games. You know what I do? Barry? So I have the same case cause we all got Zelda. Um, well, I, I love I that. I use a different one, but I, I love do. the Zelda case. It's it's perfect. It's flawless. But that's only when I travel. So like when I travel, I throw a bunch of games in there. I never end up playing those. I'm usually only playing what we're doing for the cast. But um, JP turned me on to this 
um, 3D printed thing that slips over the shell and holds cartridges. So it holds 24 cartridges on the front of the Switch. And it sits on the front of my kiosk so I can see what games that I have out. And that's kind of where my backlog has moved to is that, but now it's full. <laughs> so I have all the, <laughs> but there, I have like long term games like I would like to do because I was doing my second playthrough of Breath of the Wild from scratch, not New Game Plus, but just playing it. Um, and so like that was sitting out as well as Hyrule Warriors and Immortals because they did the newest update and I still haven't really played it since then. Um, Astral Chain, which I never went back to. Um, stuff like that. Well, even and, JP finished Astral Chain. Huh? Even JP finished Astral Chain. Yeah, but that's, uh, <laughs> by the way, listeners, that's why JP is like not playing the games because he'll play something and he has to finish it and it takes him forever. So he literally has been playing since we did the Astral Chain episode like months ago. He's been playing it. And so that's all he's been playing. So he hasn't been playing any of our other games because he wants to finish it. And that's why I'd like to play cast. The format for him doesn't really work because like we'll go through and Barry will just obsess over and play and beat it. Um, I will play it and then never get back to it, which is unfortunate. I want to get back to Astral Chain, actually. Um, but like JP has to play it. And it's like, well, I didn't play the game. And in reality, you'll look at his playtime. He's playing Astral Chain. <laughs> um, but I have a ton of games sitting in there. Ring Fit's still in there, even though I haven't played it in a long time. Um, but yeah, they're all sitting in there as my backlog. I'm actually going to go through it probably this weekend and take out all the games that I'm not going to get to and put them back away. Um, and put them away on the shelf. And my games are not in alphabetical order, so it's it's actually a challenge for to find things now because I have like my top forty or whatever that are face forward. Um, my daughter has her own shelf that she has her favorite games on. Um, and then I have all the alphabetical games that I've played. And then I have all the games that I haven't played inside the closet. So it bothers me that they're not with the game, so I have to play them. But there's the, the list is growing larger and larger of what I haven't played. Um, I feel like JP. Um, <laughs> but then my top five, there's top 40, but there's the top five, including all the special edition stuff in the closet as well with a nice display. So a nice Zelda display with all the different cool stuff. Like I found at a convention a sculpted save statue that somebody made. Oh, that's um, so cool. And it's awesome. It's next to the amiibo of Link pulling the crossbow and fighting the, and I have a guardian next to it. But then I have the save statue and it's like hand sculpted. It's not like a 3D printed thing. So I have that there. There's actually a Zelda Triforce that I have that somebody made out of wood that I have above it all, um, on the wall. But and then I also have the Hollow Knight. I have the collector's edition of that with um with the guide out in front of it. And there's some different other pieces too, like Oxium Verge, um, Mario, and Castlevania, um, the Curse of the Moon version, of course, because I love Curse of the Moon. Bloodstained. <laughs> I have the Perler that I made of that there too. So I made a Perler of the main character. But it's like interesting, like personalizing the collection, you know what I mean? And doing it for myself. Yeah. But like for me, it's like they're not all alphabetical. So they're not all <laughs> even by developer. I do it my own way, which works. My daughter's own shelf is is filled, too, by the way. It's like not only is it all the seven face forward, but there's two on the sides. And then there's now four games like sitting down <laughs> that she also has. Um, she got the LOL game recently. Um and a bunch of others. Her, her still her go to is Pokemon. Um, yeah. 
I actually allowed her to take it on the bus to summer school because it's an hour ride home. Okay. And so I had her like hold it up and I almost did like what they do a full metal jacket. Like, this is my rifle. There are many like it. But this one, I was like, this is my switch. I will not drop it. I will not give it to a friend. I will not. <laughs> I will not leave it on the playground. <laughs> it was hilarious. So she brought it. It was fine. But it was like pretty funny because other kids are playing Pokemon Shield and Sword on the bus, too. Well, that's great able- then, because then you're able to trade together and battle together. Exactly, and she's only done online stuff with battles and trades and random trades and stuff. So that was the coolest thing with that. That connected with her because she was doing online random trades, and there were websites that would do like level ninety nines. And so she got a couple level ninety nines, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't as grindy for her. And she's young, so it was like super fun. And then she still learned how to grind on her own with with other stuff. So it was interesting seeing how she evolved as a gamer with that one. And she's still playing Minecraft and Roblox. That's like every day. And she plays it with friends. And she goes on um, Facebook chat for kids. They have a kids version. And she goes on there. And so like that's actually what when she interrupted earlier. She was actually her friend called her on Facebook. And she went to grab her laptop so they could play Minecraft together. So they're doing voice chat. That's so cute. (laughs) At nine. She's doing voice chat and playing every day with friends. Like it's insane. (laughs) Hey, you know. Super Starting cool. early. I love it. And yeah, it's proud dad times. And this weekend will be her and I hanging out and playing some games. And hopefully I can get her to play some cooperative games. It's my goal. I will never force her, though. But that's the goal. Um, the last stuff that we've played is Mario 3D World. But um, River City Girls is one that we played like years ago. Um, it actually makes me feel old. That was years ago now. Um, yeah. <laughs> But we played that, and she enjoyed it, and that's a Double Dragon-style game. So I'm hoping that I can get her to play it again and then get her into new genres, and that's the key. Um, mm. She hasn't played Game Builder Garage since the first weekend. We haven't went back to it. She developed the, the first game in Game Builder Garage, um, and I'm not going to work on that without her because I want it to be a daddy-daughter thing. Absolutely. That makes um, sense. And, I mean, it's not – it's super intuitive. It's not hard, but – the cool thing is, and I've seen some videos online about it now, is people are making stuff. Somebody created VVVVVV um, in Game Builder Garage, and it plays perfectly. I think I saw someone do like Super Mario Kart or something in Game Builder Garage or something like I that. I haven't seen that one yet, but I mean, I saw a 3D Sonic. I saw a 2D Sonic now. I've seen Doom. I've seen Grand Theft Auto. That's um, <laughs> so like crazy. Minecraft, where you can create blocks and stuff. I've seen Minecraft. Um... I, there's so many and it's going to be infinite man and as people get more and more creative and learn it because like the first week i saw the grand theft auto one you're just driving around a car and collecting some stuff and then they did another upgrade where you can get out and like like shoot people um <laughs> and there's a doom too or, or a quake and like it's it's going to be interesting to see how creative people get with the game um somebody created tetris you can play tetris in it like, that is awesome. So it'll be an infinite game, just like Mario Maker 2. Um, we'll see if it cracks my top 40, though, because it's gonna might be in my daughter's games. <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm not... Like Mario Maker 2, I got into making levels in it, and I've been enjoying playing classic-style Mario. But, like, Game Builder, like, that might be her. She may never get back to it because she's playing her games. It's her nostalgia. It's her stuff so it'll be super interesting to see 
As long as she's having fun, that's the the important thing, right? That's why we play video games to begin with. That's the key. And and her cast is off now, which is fun. We're swimming again, so it's good. It's good. Um, so should we wrap her up, Barry? Yeah, so it's wrap up time. Flawless. So um you wanna start or me? Yeah, I can start. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can also find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. As always, you can find me in the Premium Edition Games official Discord, so please join and let's chat. And you will always find me at the support email. Should you have any issues, I will do my best to help. Jeff? So everything has been integrated from Hagen's Alley to Premium. So PremiumEditionGames.com is where you can find all of my... Uh, books now as well as our releases um the newest book the combat compendium is back live on kickstarter uh wb took issue with somebody talking about their game without asking for permission ironically the author reached out to them over the past six years um so they had no leg to stand on but we made sure it's very clear that it's unofficial unauthorized <laughs> unofficial uh, version of the game of the book um it is up it is like crushing every stretch goal they created a new one i think they're gonna have to create another stretch goal looking at either a dust sleeve or a slipcase or something for the next stretch goal for everybody um which is really cool so that one's up on kickstarter you get about a month for that sucker it would have ended about the same time as series two uh barry but it is up now again and it's still another 20 something days to go on that sucker so it's huge um that's gonna be a really fun release too because it's covers the whole history of mortal Kombat. uh punch out book is now in editing as well as switch collector volume two and we are doing a reprint of switch collector volume one um there'll be some minor edits but we're not adding the game that we forgot and stuff like that that will not go in there it's still going to be in volume two um as the lost but not forgotten section there's just some minor edits that i have to make to some stuff um but other than that like it's volume one also be volume one everybody has volume one they'll be i'm not trying to make like oh i gotta upgrade like you don't have to um i'm available on facebook and the twitter at hagen's alley and at hagen's alley books on instagram and typically jp will tag me a million times on everything so you'll find (laughs) he wants to get you involved yeah, yet I'm not allowed to talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to talk. You just have to sometimes be curved. That's all, you know. <laughs> I am. Like, no, you I can't am, say uh, that, Jeff. <laughs> I either spoil something or I'm too blunt. <laughs> you, you have to add that disclaimer. Jeff, Jeff's opinion does not, you know, act as the standing opinion of premium edition games. Therefore, we can't get in trouble if you say something. <laughs> You're like, oh, why can't I do this? Because I said so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, everybody, uh, (laughs) with that note, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. (laughs) 